Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can download it free. Go to your app store, Odyssey app, download it, hit WILK News Radio favorites, favorite the Rob O'Donnell Show. It'll be there. I think you can go back up to three days, listen to different chapters, hook it up to your car play so you don't have any uh, antenna issues or connection issues with the over-the-air transmission. It's a great uh, asset to have. Not that it's perfect, but it's it's good to go when you're around the world and anywhere in the nation to listen to us. It's uh, 510 here, 30 degrees and partly cloudy outside. You know, I, I love when I get text messages, and I truly do, from, from people who say, hey, you know what, I'm a registered Democrat, but, you know, I like that you, you give a lot of facts. Not that you don't give your opinion, but I appreciate that, and it's good to have Good, good. Too much polarization, and it's good to hear that. And I appreciate that because that's what I strive for. I'm not always perfect, and, you know. I have my beliefs and my leanings, but I try and give as many facts as I can about it. I share my opinion, which is obviously just that my opinion. But no one can say that I don't time and time again tell the listeners that hey, you hear me talk about a topic, go from all angles, research the topic from anywhere you get your news from, find new news sources. If you like a news source and you think a news source is very solid, very down the road, in the middle, middle of the road, uh, you know, fact-based, send it to me. I always look for to add where I look at stories from, uh, where I look and compare how different news agencies are writing about the same topic. And, and I really, I know it's hard. I know a lot of us don't have the time to do that, which is why within you know the three hours here, I try to give you a synopsis of what's going on in that 24-hour period, not only here in Pennsylvania. I usually start off with the Pennsylvania, you know, our local news, and then the second hour I kind of move to more state and national issues and, you know, need be in the end, you know, whatever there is, financial, world issues, things that are going on in the world because there's truly so much bombarding us from all angles right now. And... Unfortunately, with the election next year, this is going to get even worse. It's going to get crazy. Hopefully, we can uh, weed through the muck and get you get you the information that that's need to be gotten, so we can get through our daily daily lives. Uh, you know, there's a lot of information coming out today that uh, you know we're about to go off a cliff as far as financially with the stock markets and the Dow and, and all those informations. And, and I know I get all the time how good they're doing. They're artificially manipulated, and we have to realize that. You have to realize that. And I'm not saying go dump everything you have, but just be cautious because sooner or later there's going to have to be a correction, and experts are alike are saying it's going to be a big correction. Unlike the housing market, which only had a correction in certain aspects of things, not, not that it didn't affect it as a whole, but it, did, it affected some more than others. Uh, the bank issue or the 2008 some mini crash or whatever you want to call it. They're saying this is going to be a whopper compared to those type of things. Hopefully you have the resources to to see your way through it. Hopefully the nation does. But do we really trust uh, trust people that we have in power now to see us through that? I mean, the answer the answer to COVID was throw money at everything and tell people what to do. Then they learned, well, you really can't tell people what to do. But when you throw money at them, it makes it a little easier. And then let's just keep making money to throw it at them to try and get this. And then they saw how it was affecting all these other issues, being interest rates is why they're climbing up now, because everyone had so much expendable cash that uh, you know caused the other side of that problem. 
And then you get into the world issues. And we're going to talk about that now in this next hour, where these Houthi rebels in uh, Yemen have been attacking commercial ships and have upended global trade in, a vital, in the vital Red Sea. And you might not think it's a big deal, but, but I was doing some research on this, not only for the area there, which has um, been in troublesome for, for decades, but 12% of the world's commerce comes through the Red Sea. Now, that might sound, hey, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't uh, affect us. Nothing for us to worry about. And the mere fact that these shipping, America being one of the largest, said they're not putting ships through that area anymore. A lot of other major shipping agencies are, are looking to go around a further way so they don't have to go through there. And to our credit, because we always leave, and one of our Navy's biggest jobs is to monitor and patrol the free commerce of international waters. It's kind of become our responsibility. Well, we, we've, we've gotten together with a multinational naval force— over the past two days that lacks a lot of navies that are big in NATO, a lot of navies that you would think would be there, but a bunch that are going to help patrol this. Now, what does that look like? Now, the Houthi rebels are backed by Iran. They're funded by Iran. They are supplied by Iran. But they're a faction in Yemen that has was decertified as a terrorist organization by the Biden administration. So maybe we should start there, label them a terrorist organization. They've lived in the mountains between Yemen and Saudi Arabia and have fought for decades against Russia-backed militias. And and they, they are very resilient, similar to the, the, the warlords in Afghanistan. They're very resilient as surviving. So... It's not an entity that we can simply just bomb to oblivion unless we just nuke the entire mountainside and, and end the whole area. You know, we can pound them, we can minimize them, but this is something where it, it's a lot more entailed than that. But what we can do is cut the head off the snake and let a clear and concise message go be sent out to where if... You continue this, we are going to take out Iran's largest oil refinery. We are going to take out Iran's most sophisticated air base. These are the infrastructure tactics that we're going to start taking. And people will say, well, you're, so you're going to start a war with Iran. I, are, do they really want to start a war? I don't think so. They want a sa uh, saber rattle, but they don't want any of that. We've done it before, and it's put them back in their place and obviously attack the rebels who are committing these atrocities. I mean, they are taking helicopters now and taking ships hostage. They are shooting ballistic missiles and, and rockets at these warships, striking—not warships, uh, container ships, and, and our warships, by the way. They are lobbing missiles at our troops. It's time we send a clear and concise message that— if you do this, we're not going to blow up a tent in the middle of the desert that maybe has two people there. We're going to take out major infrastructure. If you support it, we're going to take you out. If you're backing them financially, we're going to make you pay. And you can do that any way you want to see fit. 
But the mere fact that this group of rebels that has attacked our bases has sent missiles at our ships, we've had multiple Arleigh Burke-class destroyers have to intervene and interdict attacks from these individuals. Why we're not lighting up the night sky here is dumbfounding. And I understand it's always better to do these things with the multinational force. It's always a good idea to have partners when you do things like this. But it's incredible that these things are happening. Just like it's incredible, we still have eight American hostages that are now held for 73 days in Gaza with no attempt to locate and rescue them by us. Now, I understand Israel is on top of it. They are looking. They're doing what they're doing. But these are eight American hostages, 70, 73 days now. Uh, John Kirby was asked that at the podium today at the White House, where a reporter asked, how many more American hostages remain held by Hamas? Kirby's answer, we think there's still about eight. We think and still about? How would you feel if that was your loved one? Your child, your parent, your brother, your sister, your aunt or your uncle? Just a friend. The White House podium saying, we think and about. It's just unbelievable that that's what's going on here now. And then we've seen uh, on social media, there's outright threats to America. Where an individual uh, pro-Hamas character on, on, on social media who's been Basically, their Internet spokesperson said Yemen tells America to bring it on and shows them uh, loading up an F-4 with uh, munitions. Just outright challenging, you know, the way it goes. You, know, you have media organizations parroting. You know, over 60% of the infrastructure in Gaza has been destroyed or damaged. More than 90% of the Gazan populations have been displaced. This is a staggering and unprecedented level of destruction and forced displacement. Well, you should have thought of that and kept your elected government in check. Initiating a war has consequences. Release all hostages, overthrow terrorist government, commit to peace, and the world will no doubt help rebuild you. Sometimes it truly is that simple. But thankfully it looks like with under multinational agreement, there's going to be a different rules of engagement for protecting the Red Sea as far as commerce goes. Because, again, 12% of the world's commerce travels through this area. It's not just oil, not just any specific 12% of commerce totally throughout the globe travels through this area. It's also noted that 40% of Asian Europe trade normally goes through this waterway. It has the potential to be a huge economic import. And who do you think is going to pay for these things? Who do you think is going to pay for the extra costs? If they have to go around the Horn of Africa, if they have to travel thousands of miles more with their container ships, who do you think is paying for that? You and I, the consumer, everywhere in the world, not just us here in America, but everywhere. But if you look at them, you know, there's, there's MSC, there's Mersic, CMC, CGM, Global, 
have all said that they are refusing to travel between those areas. So we're going to need to uh, to uh, do something there as far as that goes. And we're going to talk about some more things here. I just wanted to talk about the shipping aspect of this first, and then we're going to talk about uh, the Pentagon's new plan. I touched on a little bit on what they're going to do here, and hopefully they follow through with it. You know, we have the world's greatest Navy. Let's start to use it. It's 522 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Thank you. I appreciate it, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Data Internet. We have a jam on 84 eastbound still that between the 380 junction and Dunmore due to road work. So you can expect delays. Harrison Avenue in Scranton is bumper to bumper as well. And a little bit of heavy traffic on Wilkesbury Township Boulevard, Route 309 in Wilkesbury, as well as Route 315 in Plains. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. You forget where you were again for a second there. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> One of those weeks, huh? Yes. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, gradual clearing, breezy and cold, low 24. Wednesday, lots of sunshine, high 42. Wednesday night, mostly clear and cold again, low 28. Thursday, mostly sunny, high 43. Friday, mostly sunny with seasonable temperatures, high 40. It's currently 30 degrees here in northeast Pennsylvania at 523, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 30 degrees in partly cloudy here at 527 in northeast Pennsylvania. I just booked a good guest for uh, Thursday's show. I'm going to have Joe Borelli. He's the New York City Council Republican leader from Staten Island in New York City. And give us an insight of what's going on with the governor's new plan and uh, the mayhem under this uh, mayor in New York. So we're going to have Joe Borelli on. He's the New York City Council Republican leader. Obviously, the Republicans are in the minority in uh, New York City, but nonetheless, we'll give us some insight of what's going on both in the state. And and he's going to be on Thursday, I believe, at the 4 o'clock hour. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And I try to give you a wide variety of... uh, People to listen to and get perspectives from. Well, we were talking about this uh, new task force. The U.S. and a host of other nations are creating a new force to protect the ships transiting the Red Sea that have come under attack by drones, ballistic missiles, and rockets from Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen. The Several vessels have been damaged. And has led to multiple shipping companies to order ships to hold in place and not enter the strait until the security situation could be addressed. U.S. Military Central Command reported two more of the attacks on commercial vehicles Monday. A strike by an attack drone and a ballistic missile hit a tanker off of Yemen. At roughly the same time, a cargo ship reported an explosive detonating in the water near them. So now they're using mines. This is an international challenge that demands collective action, said the defense secretary. Therefore, today he's announcing the establishment of Operation Prosperity Guardian, an important new multinational security initiative. 
There are 400 commercial vessels transiting transiting the Southern Red Sea, an area roughly the size of Washington, D.C. to Boston, at any given time. Under the new mission, a military ship will not necessarily escort specific vessels, but will be positioned to provide an umbrella of protection to as many as possible, given the time. Mohammed Abdel Salam, the Houthis' chief negotiator and spokesman, terrorist organizations have chief negotiators and spokesmen now, on Tuesday challenged the U.S.-created coalition saying the Iranian-backed rebels would continue targeting Israel-linked vessels off of Yemen. The American-formed coalition is to protect Israel and militarize the sea without any justification and will not stop Yemen from continuing its legitimate operation in support of Gaza by bombing commercial vessels. Again, their spokesman posted that on social media. He said the Houthi attacks are not a show of force nor a challenge to anyone. Whoever seeks to expand the conflict must bear the consequences of his actions. Challenge accepted. Send a couple of Super Hornets and F-35s and we'll teach you a lesson. Maybe throw in a couple of heavy F-15s. On Tuesday, the shipping company Mercic, one of the largest in the world, announced that for now it had decided to reroute ships that have been paused for days outside the Strait in the Red Sea, send them around Africa through the Cape of Good Hope instead, a much longer and less efficient passage. In the last four weeks, militants have attacked or seized commercial ships 12 times and still hold 25 members of the MV Galaxy leader hostage in Yemen. Austin said in remarks Tuesday in a meeting on the new maritime mission. The United Kingdom, Bahrain, Canada, France, Italy, Netherlands, Norway, and Spain have joined the new maritime security mission. Some of those countries will conduct joint patrols while others provide intelligence support in the southern Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. Don't see Germany in there. No Russia, no China. Why would they? But a lot of comments go through there. Japan, no Japan ships. A lot of NATO nations that are our partners, right, aren't in there. The new uh, maritime security mission will be coordinated by the already existing Combined Task Force 153, which was set up in April of 2022 to improve maritime security in the Red Sea. So basically, we already had this set up. It was pretty much just us. Under this Task Force 153, we're just kind of emboldening it now, beefing it up to get more of the areas. And it even says, one notable absent participant is China, which has warships in the region, but those ships have not responded to previous calls for assistance. Even though some of the ships attacked have ties to Hong Kong, military official says. So China has warships in the area, but has refused to uh, come to the aid of a commercial ship saying that they are under attack. So that's uh, our response. Two U.S. warships, the USS Kearney and the USS Mason Navy destroyers, are currently moving through the strait to help deter and respond to attacks by the Houthis. Now, the USS Kearney has already engaged, and the USS Mason has engaged these missiles already. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if they want to escalate this by attacking one of our ships. But uh, pay attention to when it comes time to actually stand in front, 
when you're being shot at, what nations aren't there for us? It's 5.33 here at WILK. Back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. 30 degrees outside, 5.38 here in the station. Oh, 5.38 anywhere in our time zone, I would imagine. Let's see what we got uh, here. Got a good text earlier I want to... Rob, thank you for all you do motivation-wise, insight-wise, reality-wise. I've recently been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. I've just turned 67. I've lost 40 pounds the past four months. Please remind the listeners to stay up to date with their colonoscopy procedures. I was negligent with my third by seven years, my fault. The saying, you can pay me now or pay me later, is in play. Thank you. Your uh, some of my lifelines. Well, I appreciate you listening. I wish you the best. Hope in your battle with stage four cancer. As far as getting a colonoscopy, I get one every two years. I lost my dad from colon cancer at the age of fifty nine. I'm turning fifty four next month. Uh, that's the year that he was diagnosed with cancer. He was fifty four years old, and uh, since I was about forty forty five. They started four years, and then once I turned 50, they started doing it every two years. They've never found anything, nothing out of the normal, but still, get it. And, uh, you know, I have I have two brothers, and out of the three of us, I think I'm the only one who goes for colonoscopies regularly. So uh, you can talk to them all you want. You can tell them the benefits of it. It's become part of my normal preventative health care. So if you're afraid to get one, don't be. They're really not invasive at all. Uh, not that they're enjoyable, but the, the prep is is more is worse than uh, any other part of it. And again, it's just inconvenient. It's nothing painful. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing good. You go in, you're in and out. You get some good medicine that makes you feel good for a while. Um, you pass some gas. They let you go home, and you get the thumbs up or thumbs down right after the procedure. The doctor comes in, and says everything looks good, or we want to check some things, or we remove some polyps. Again, I've been getting them for every two years, so please, definitely. Uh, maybe I don't say it here enough, but all your preventative things as far as, uh, you know, whatever you need to get done. But I I get a colonoscopy every two years. But I wish you the best in your, your fight for cancer. Thanks for listening, and we'll be along here with you here. And you know where we are to find us if you need to reach out and get some more, more of that motivation. But thank you for bringing that in and checking in with us. It's uh, 5.40 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Things doing better? It's a little bit better in some spots, but still 84 eastbound between the 380 – or west – eastbound. Now I'm confused. Eastbound between Dunmore and the 380 junction are all jammed up. (laughs) And we have Rob in the studio doing the YMCA for some odd reason. It's okay, but exercise is also important, is what he was trying to say, I believe. hell with that? This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. I will not tell your wife that you just said that. I promise. Mm -hmm. So that's the worst of our issues right there on the 84 84 East. (laughs) No, good for her. (laughs) That's right, good for her. I I don't know with the way he acts how anybody deals with it. 
<laughs> Keep doing the YMCA. Right. Uh, we really don't have any other major like issues. Maybe some heavy traffic oh, on. We got major issues. They might not be on the roads, but we got some major. Oh, issues. I have major issues right now. I'm condescending though. So what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> Be kind. Uh, I, I am kind. I know you are. I, I just have questions. All right. Uh, yeah, there's no real major problems except for that part of 84 that is a mess. Screw you, 84. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. <laughs> well, I'm going to sit in here and do the YMCA. Okay. That's fine. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, gradual clearing, breezy and cold, low 24. Wednesday, lots of sunshine, high 42. Wednesday night, mostly clear and cold, low 28. Thursday, mostly sunny, high 43. Friday, mostly sunny with seasonable temperatures, high 40. It's 29 degrees and mostly clear here. See, what Nikki doesn't realize as she dances around the studio making all these kind of hand sounds is I I stood at Times Square on New Year's Eve (laughs) each year. There's nothing you could do that would shock me. But you can't talk and do the YMCA at the same time. I can't pretty pretty much talk and do most things at the same time. It's uh, 543 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 547, 29 degrees, and mostly clear outside. Just looking at some. Uh, some text message I got in. Yeah, the, the, the 84, that ramp. That whole area, they've screwed that up so much the past few weeks, and it doesn't look like it's going to get better any any sooner. So if you're stuck in that, especially if you need to be stuck on that on a daily basis, it's crazy. I, when I was coming down today, it was uh, unbelievable, especially with that 435 off-ramp. That whole thing's closed now. I mean, pretty much even from 380... 81, heading before the 84 split, is backed up going northbound, and that whole area down. You know, 84 is, you know, I take it all the time, but I usually jump on at 247 to get out there. But that whole interchange is just a mess. And it's been a mess since I came to work today about 1230, and it's still a mess looking at it right now. So if you're sitting in that, if you need to sit in that on a daily basis, I I feel for you. So it's uh, definitely... Definitely not a, a fun time. And uh, self-imposed, you think they'd have better plans for these things. Well, to take your mind off that, and again, it doesn't have anything to do with us, but if this sets precedent, it's going to be uh, interesting. A Texas county is launching guaranteed income program in 2024 with its COVID relief funds. So you have to think, okay, they have these stored up COVID relief funds. They're going to do this uh, brainchild guaranteed income plan because, yeah, let's pay people to uh, stay home and do nothing. There's already programs for people who are physically ill or mentally ill or have ailments that provide them, that, that prevent them from working. But this isn't that. This is just a guaranteed income program in this Texas county. Harris County... Harris County Judge Lena Helgado suggested in June that illegal immigrants could be eligible for this as well. 
eligible citizens for Harris County, Texas, will receive the first payment of a new guaranteed basic income program starting in 2024. The program is funded with $20.5 million from President Biden's American Rescue Plan Act, which was passed in 2021 for COVID-19 relief. So let me ask a question right here. This American Rescue Plan Act was passed in 2021 for COVID-19 relief. We're now in 2023 entering 2024. You still have $20.5 million that you haven't spent on COVID relief sitting around. And because you have it and you kind of have to spend it, you come up with this program. Let's give it away to people. It's guaranteed income. Once it's over and once the money's gone, you know, it's... uh, We'll have to stop the program because we obviously don't have the funds for this. Um, It's going to hurt things like inflation because you're giving people free money to spend when people have disposable income. That's how you get into problems. That's how we got there to begin with. Originally approved in June, the Uplift Harris program will issue monthly payments of $500 to 1,928 low-income households in Harris County for 18 months starting April. Harris County recently released additional details on the website in anticipation anticipation of applications starting in January. The goal of the program is to improve participants' financial and health outcomes, as well as understanding the impacts of direct cash assistance on both individuals and their communities. Well, you know what? I could tell you that without giving the money away. You give free money to people. Yeah, it improves their individual and their communities because they have more money to spend and they're spending more money on the things that sometimes they don't even need. To participate in the program, citizens must be 18 years or older with income at or below 200% of the federal poverty level in one of 10 targeted zip codes in Harris County. This, was in, this would include individuals earning less than $29,000 with the income level rising depending on the household size. Only one person per household will be allowed to take part in the program. Participants in the program will receive the monthly payment via bank transfers or a prepaid reloadable debit card. What could possibly go wrong there? To accommodate users without bank accounts. The money can be used in a way that participant so long uh, long as not to use to buy or support anything that would harm the safety and security of other participants of Uplift Harris Cash uh, Assistance Pilot. The money will also be considered a tax-exempt charitable gift and would not affect any public benefits and participant may already be using. And again, this judge already said, well, if you're going to have this program, you have to open it up to illegals that live in the area as well. So that's going to be challenged. During the vote on the proposal in June, Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo suggested that illegal immigrants could be eligible for the program if the court sees fit. If the court sees fit. So now judges, courts are writing their own immigration law. They're writing their own tax code. They're writing their own public assistance benefits. And we're going to decide that this is a tax-free benefit as well. How do you do that? They take COVID relief funds from taxpayer money. The area that was supposed to use it for COVID relief didn't use it, so obviously you didn't need it to begin with, and now have to spend it on something, and let's all of a sudden make it a tax-free donation. 
Oh, can the undocumented community apply? If the county attorney says they can, they will. If the county attorney says they can't, they won't. That's what I that what I was told. I'm sorry, it just jumped. Uh, my computer screen just jumped. Can the undocumented community apply? If the county attorney says they can, they will. If the county attorney says they can't, they won't. What I was told is they can, Hidalgo said. So now the attorney, an unelected county attorney, is deciding who gets what and how much they get. This just keeps getting better and better. In a statement supporting the proposal, Hidalgo said... It is uncivilized that we live in a society where people cannot afford basic necessities. As county leaders, we have a duty to employ all the tools that we can to reduce poverty. This pilot program will support the people that work incredibly hard day and night, but still need an uplift. According to the website, the Uplift Harris, now Harris is the county name, Uplift Harris Direct Cash Assistance Pilot is an initiative of Harris County Public Health and will be administered by Give Directly, a nonprofit charitable organization working alongside its tech partner, AidKit. Now, here's what I want to point out here. Here's a county in Texas, Harris County, Texas. They have partnered with this Give Directly, who's going to administer this program, and work alongside this other non-government agency, AidKit. Now, do you not think that those organizations have CEOs, have presidents, have staff, have employees that are making money off of giving away our tax dollars? Of course they do. They wouldn't be doing it otherwise. They're not doing this out of the good nature of their heart. And again, we're talking about people making $30,000 that they're going to add $500 a month for 18 months for. There's plenty of people in this listening area that are listening to me right now that are making $30,000 by working. There are plenty of people on Social Security that are making far less than that. There are many, many veterans out there that are dealing with less than that. There are many people who've worked their whole lives, their companies didn't have pensions, and are taking in less than that. By whatever savings they were able to form away and put in hopefully safe money growth areas. But here you have a county that got funds three years ago for covid never used them for what they were supposed to be for, came up with this ridiculous program to let's just give free money to people, and let's partner with these organizations that we probably have a relationship, maybe kick back to my campaigns. Don't know that, but we've seen it happen before, where they make a nice hefty salary. And they're going to organize this for 18 months. We're going to waste all this money. Then we're going to turn around and say, oh, the federal government doesn't have any more money for us. We don't have any more to do this. The mean people... In Washington, the mean people in the state, the governor of Texas, doesn't want to support us. They hate poor people. This is the game we're going with here. And it's not a game. It's people's lives. It's our money. It's uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show. I just posted that story on Facebook. So if you're not following me on Facebook, Rob O'Donnell on Facebook, you could follow You could read that story for yourself. It's uh, unbelievable what's going on with uh, these COVID funds that obviously weren't needed. That's it for our show. We will see you again tomorrow. God bless, be safe, and have a great night.